You are listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish Podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God. I was taught as a child and young adult that one plus one plus one equals to one was the best way of capturing the mystery of the Trinity. I was taught as a child and young adult that one equals to three and three equals to one was a mysterious and tremendous mystery which I could not understand. I was taught as a child and young adult that one equals to three and three equals to one was a test of spiritual submissiveness, a dogma which I just had to accept or I leave the Catholic Church. You either take it or not. Because of that, I grew up as a child and young adult disliking the feast of the Holy Trinity. Every time I went for mass, it was some mystery which I could not understand, and I disliked it. My dear brothers and sisters of our blessed parish, and all of you there who are watching this mass or joining this mass, wherever you are, I hope after my homily today, you will not be like me when I was a child and a young adult to dislike the mystery of the Trinity because of the way it was presented. However, if at this Mass, after this Mass, you feel like me when I was a child and young adult, I would like to say in advance, mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault, I am sorry. The mystery of the Trinity, my dear brothers and sisters in the Lord, is not complicated as, as, as I taught as a child. The mystery of the Trinity is not about just a dogma which we cannot understand, an abstract dogma which has no reference, reference to reality. The mystery of the Trinity, on the other hand, on the contrary, Without the Trinity, God is distant. It is thanks to the Trinity that we come to know God as real. It's thanks to the Trinity we come to know a God who is called Father. Can you imagine that? A God who is called Father. It is thanks to the Trinity that we come to know a God who, is, who has a son. Because of the love of the Father, he gave his son to the world. It is thanks to the Trinity that we have the Holy Spirit, the love that unites the Father and the Son. The Trinity is about family. The Trinity is about love, love, love. And love can never be abstract. You experience love when you see it, isn't it? Isn't it? When you are loved, you experience it. It is not in the head. 
Oh, I love my children, but you don't take care of them. You don't care about them. That's not love. That's theoretical love. I love my kids means you take action to show that you love them and they will experience it. It is not something on the head. It is action. It is action. That's why we're saying that the Trinity is not an abstract concept. It's about love, love, love. The theme I have selected this year for this feast is rediscovering, rediscovering the mystery of our God as family. Rediscovering the mystery of our God as family. I have selected this theme because I am convinced after many years, 27 years as a priest, that many young people, millennials and teenagers, have left the church because we have not taught them in a real way what that mystery is all about. The mystery of love, love, and love. Many people don't understand it. So today, I would like us to rediscover this mystery. But first of all, what is a mystery? A mystery is not something that you cannot understand. It is impossible to understand. Not at all. A mystery is a reality that you cannot exhaust in understanding it. A mystery is a reality that you cannot have a final word on it, which means that a mystery is something that you keep discovering, you keep experiencing, you keep learning about it, never ending, discovering every day something new. That is a mystery. When we say God is a mystery, we are saying that we cannot completely know God. But every day in our lives, we come to discover who God is. Wow, that is a mystery. We also say in life that life is a mystery, that human beings are a mystery. Can you tell me why? Can you justify why? Couples who have lived for 70 years together, Wonderful relationship, 70 years. At the 71st birthday, one gets up and says, Honey, I am done. No more. What a mystery. What a mystery. We come with a mystery. Means we, human beings are a mystery. We never understand human beings completely. We will never. That is a mystery of life. That these things happen today in our society. After 80 years of marriage, after 90 years of marriage, people are still divorcing. They are still divorcing. That is the mystery of life. I have encountered a good number of parents during this COVID-19. And this is what they tell me. Father, I am so happy with COVID-19. I'm happy because now I've come, because we're all at home, my kids, Father, now I have come to discover my kids better. Before I did not know my kids. The wife will say, Father, now I have come to understand my husband better. I, know, I thought I knew my husband, but I did not know my husband. And the wife will say, Father, ooh, I did not know that my husband could be angry, but now I know that he can be angry. That is the mystery of COVID-19. 
we come to discover when we live as family, when we live together, we come to appreciate others, their strengths and their weaknesses, and love grows better. So today, I would like to articulate that mystery. All three readings talk about that mystery. All, today, one aspect of that mystery. But I love the second reading from 2 Corinthians. That reading is very good. From 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 11 to 13. This is how Paul articulates that mystery of God as family. He says, this mystery is about the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Does this sound familiar to us, colleagues? Hello? Does this sound familiar to us, colleagues? At the beginning of this Mass, that's what I said, right? Every Mass, the priest says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, or the communion now, this communion of the Holy Spirit, be with you all. And what do you say? You also wish me that same communion, that trinity. You also wish the priest. So all of us are in communion with God. So let's let's look at that mystery. It begins with the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. It goes to the second. The love of God. It goes to the third. And the communion with the Holy Spirit. I know we are too familiar with those words every day, man. We are too familiar. Today, I just want to highlight what those words mean. It begins with the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why Jesus Christ? How can we begin with the Son instead of the Father? Paul says, because it is in Jesus that God has a face. It is in Jesus that God has a face. Without Jesus you and I will never know God. God will be too distant. It is in Jesus that God has a voice. It is in Jesus that God has a smile. It is in Jesus that we see that God has likes and dislikes. It is in Jesus that we have, a, God has a language, a language which is called the word of God, the scriptures. We have just read from God, a language from God. It is because of Jesus. That's why Paul says that. This mystery begins with Jesus. So Jesus is the entrance, is the entrance to the, the, the mystery of the Trinity. Without Jesus, without Jesus, the God becomes some creature somewhere called heaven. But because of Jesus, God sent his son to be with us. Then we can understand that that mystery is with us. It is through Jesus. Without Jesus, we know nothing. It is thanks to Jesus that we come to discover the grace that God gives each and every one of us. We have all been graced by God through Jesus. He came, he died, suffered. We killed him, but he still loves us and rose from the dead thanks to Jesus. In Jesus, we see the face of God. In Jesus, we can touch God. He gave us the sacrament of the Eucharist. He says, take this, all of you, and eat. Take this, all of you, and And next Sunday, we celebrate that, 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 that mystery. 
This is my body. In Jesus, God has a body. God has a flesh. That is why the Eucharist is not a symbol. The Eucharist can never be a symbol because God in Jesus has a flesh. So that is his body. Our brothers in the Protestant churches don't understand this. They don't understand this. I'm sorry about it. Because in Jesus, God has a flesh. So when we talk about this is my body, Christ was talking about his body, not a symbolic body. Because in Jesus, we understand the mystery of God who has a face, who can eat with us, who has given us food to eat. Can you imagine that? God has given you food to eat and you're saying a symbol? It is not a symbol. But how many Catholics have left the church to say, oh, Father, just the word of God. What is the Eucharist? Oh, my God. Because we don't understand this mystery. We don't understand this mystery. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. The love of God which comes to us through Jesus Christ be with you. Number two. What is number two? What is number two? The first is the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The second is, the second is, are you there? The second is the love of God. Today's gospel articulates that love. In today's gospel, John says, God so loved the world that he sent his son to give us eternal life. God did not send his son to condemn the world. To condemn the world. That's not why God sent his son. To condemn the world, but to save the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God did not send his son to condemn the world, but to save the world. What does it mean to condemn somebody? I'm not an English expert. But to condemn, as I understand is, from the biblical point of view, means to write someone off as fit for nothing. To write someone off as fit for nothing. We are the ones on earth condemning others. Writing them off are so bad. So bad. We write them off. God has never, never, and will never write any human being off. No matter what you have done, God will never, because of love, he sends his son not to condemn the world. We are the ones. I am the one condemning everybody in my parish. You are the one condemning your brothers. We are the ones condemning each other, writing them off. We are the ones condemning the priests, writing them off. We are the ones condemning the Pope, writing them off. We condemn you, writing it off. It is sad. It is not God. The love of God does not condemn. His love does not depend on our weakness. No matter what you do, God still loves you a hundred percent. God will not back off from you because you have failed him or because of your weaknesses. No way, no way. We are the ones. We run away from our kids because, oh, father, I will not talk to my child anymore. He has annoyed me. No more. God does not do that. God will love the child 100%. No matter what the child has done, 
That is the power of the love of God. That God sent his son not to condemn the world, but to save the world. How many of us Catholics, we carry our past, our weaknesses, and condemn ourselves, and we give up on, on God? God does not give up on us. The church may give up on you, but God will never, will never. God did not cond condemn Paul. Paul was a person killing people, went, went around killing all kinds of people. What happened? God said, Paul, you have killed people. I will not condemn you. He turned a killer into a gospel preacher. And we are reading today, the letter I'm reading, we have read today from Paul. God does not condemn any human being. Please, go back to your knees and say, Lord, no matter what you have done, forgive me, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm coming back to the church. God does not condemn anybody. God does not write off anybody. We are the ones who hate others. We are the ones who are jealous of others. We are the ones who destroy others. God will never, never destroy anyone. That is the power of the love of God. That is the power of the Trinity, of love. A love that will continue to love irrespective of the fact that we are stiff necked as we saw in today's first reading. Look at the Israelites. What happened in today's first reading? God had taken them from the hands of their enemies, delivered them. What a wonderful thing. Took them. They would have all died. He took them away from death. Can you imagine that? When they left Egypt and crossed over the Red Sea, instead of them saying, oh God, thank you, thank you, thank you. What happened in today's reading? No sooner had they been saved by God they went and built a calf, a golden calf. Can you imagine that? And started worshiping a golden calf. Oh God, we don't know you anymore. This is our God, a golden calf. Moses was so angry. Moses come and said, Moses come, what is going on? Are you guys mad? Are you mad? So Moses prays to God, God, please. My people are stiff neck. They are really stiff neck. They have disobeyed you. Lord, please forgive them. And then God said, Moses, I will never condemn your people. I will never condemn any child of God. I have forgiven them. That is the power of God's love in our lives. That is the power of God's love. God's love is so strong that no one, no one, can take it away from us. Sometimes, when I think about the love of God in my life, I, I, I have the impression that God loves only me on this earth because his love is so powerful. I always think that it's all about me. No! The fact that I'm a priest doesn't mean that God loves me higher than because you're not a priest. Whether you are a priest or a bishop or a pope or a Christian or a child, God loves all of us a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Not in degrees. Children, ten percent. No, children, we have to give more. Eighty percent. Adults, forty. Uh, young adults. You know, young adults are always crazy. So we give them ten percent. Ten percent. No, no. God loves us a hundred percent. That's why. Paul ends, ends this ministry by saying that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship 
of the Holy Spirit. The church has removed the word fellowship. The old translation was fellowship. The church says the communion of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the word koinonia, the word koinonia in the means communion. Communion with God. I know after Mass, we always say join us for fellowship. Fellowship at the hall. That's what we always say. No. That is human fellowship. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit is communion. Communion means God abides in you. He lives in you. The Holy Spirit abides in you. God abides in you. That's why we say that we are God's. We are God's. At the beginning of creation, Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 to 28, we are told, let us make man according to our image. Communion means God decided to make us God's. Yes, God decided to make us gods. In his own image and likeness, he created you and I. So I am a god. You are a god. That is the awesomeness of the Trinity. We are gods. But sometimes we say, oh no, Father, I cannot be. I cannot be. The Holy Spirit resides in you. God resides in you. You are God. You were created in the image and likeness of God. Every human being, every human being, whether the child in the womb, what a child in the womb is created by God. Abortion is wrong because it goes against the mystery of God's love. It's a soul. A soul is God. It's God. It's God. We are the ones who talk about race and all that. No. No. We are all gods. We are all children of God. We have the, in us the blood of God in us, the spirit of God in us, through the communion with the Holy Spirit. God abides in us. That is the dignity of every human being, irrespective of color, irrespective of race, irrespective of language. All human beings are filled with the spirit of God. Communion with the Holy Spirit. Isn't this wonderful? Isn't this wonderful? The Holy Spirit is about love, Love, love. I want to use this opportunity, my dear people of God, to thank you in this parish. This parish, since I came to this parish, this parish understands the mystery of the Trinity. It's a very loving parish. It's a very caring parish. Thank you all for loving me as a priest and other priests and deacons in the church. And also on our part, we want to thank you. We love you too. We we'll try to do our best to show that we love you. Love is action. Love is acceptance. Love is sin. I see now we are still giving food to those who cannot afford food. Excellent. That is the parish I love. I'm so proud to be in a parish that understands the Trinity. I'm so happy that I'm in a parish that is, that is about the, the Eucharist because the Eucharist is about love, the love of God for us. I also want to use this opportunity to thank my parents. My parents taught me love. My parents, as we grew up as a family, as a child, and my siblings, my parents made all of us to understand that we were loved, no matter what we did. No matter sometimes how stubborn I was, I was sometimes stubborn to my parents. No matter how sometimes stubborn I was as a child, my parents made me to know that I was valued and I was loved. That kept me going. That's why I can understand the mystery of the Trinity because my parents made me to understand a bit of that mystery. 
on behalf of the church, I want to thank all parents, all parents in the parish, for the wonderful gifts you have done to take care of their kids and to show them love. That is a mystery. That is a mystery we understand. That's why to conclude, Paul says, how should we greet children of God? Paul says, please, greet everyone with a holy kiss. A holy kiss. Wow. From today, from today, my dear members, this, this, this week, this week, from today, start greeting everyone with a holy kiss. What is a holy kiss? A holy kiss means that you are, we are family. Our church to be a church that welcomes everybody with a holy kiss, which means that we adopt everyone as family. We love everyone. Michelle, I can give you a holy kiss because we are brothers and sisters. We have been, we are brothers and sisters, holy kiss. We are brothers and sisters, holy kiss. Ted, mother, we are brothers and sisters, holy kiss, because we are brothers. We are family. We are family. This is the mystery. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God.